Good evening, and as usual, we go straight into a round which brings in Dave Lee on the piano. This is the round where members of each team sing a song taking alternate words. Now, if you make a mistake, I shall make you start again faster. So we'll start uh, with you, Tim and Bill. Here are your words, and you're going to sing, accompanied by Dave Lee at the piano, <laughs> Chirpy, Chirpy Cheap. Dave. song to do. This one is Nobody Loves a Fairy When She's 40. <laughs> it's not true, I tell you. Nobody loves a fairy when I think that was a bit easy for you. Uh, <coughs> Nobody loves a fairy when she's 
not really around. This is where I introduce the, around the stage, in fact, at the end of the program. It obviously gives teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the Clothier's Ball. <laughs> right. Clothier's Ball. <laughs> now we have uh, the round called Garble, and in this round I give each team a situation to improvise, but the improvisation must be in Garble. There must be no recognisable words. There's been a certain amount of cheating in the past in this, and it'll be very strict. If I recognise a word, watch out. Uh, we start with Graham and Barry. Your situation, on which you have to improvise, is an Indian prince explaining to a Texan guest how to kill a tiger with your bare hands. Muckle, 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 muckle. Right, I should have told you in the audience that the master rely on your applause, but to tell you on his with Bill Oddie in the throes of pneumonia playing for sympathy, I don't trust you to do that, so I shall do the marking instead. <coughs> and uh, Tim and Bill, it's your uh, round now, and your situation is an Irish writer and raconteur seeking employment in a Chinese laundry. <laughs> an Irish writer and raconteur seeking employment in a Chinese laundry.
right. Well, I, I recognize three English words and about 18 right. Chinese words. Nevertheless, <laughs> I think that yours is probably the best, the best uh, of the two. So that puts you slightly ahead. And now we come to the uh, next one, which is called Bedtime Story. This is a round which we haven't had before. And in this round, I want uh, one of the members of each team, in turn, to make up a bedtime story. From time to time, he'll give his partner a signal for a suitable sound effect to reinforce the dramatic effect of the narrative. For extra excitement, the person doing the effects will be wearing headphones padded with cotton wool to prevent him from hearing the story. Timbrook Taylor, you're going to start this one, and Bill, you're going to do the sound effects, so will you come out and, uh, and uh, apply the headphones, please? Your story, Tim, must involve a giant and a white mouse. <laughs> Once upon a time, long, long ago, little Ben, there was a huge giant, and his name was Rumble Bumblebo. You could always tell when Rumble Bumblebo was on his way because he made a noise like this. <laughs> he was a sad giant because always he wanted to go fee fi fo fum But every time he went or he went <laughs> One day he was sitting on a rock. Well, when I say a rock, it was a mountain, in fact, but to him it was a rock. And up came a little white mouse. A little white mouse's name was Gertrude. Funny, because it was a male white mouse. And the male white mouse said to the giant, <laughs> The giant caught the train of thought. And said, is your name Gertrude? And Gertrude said, yes, how did you guess? And he said, because I've read this story before. <laughs> and then the giant turned around and stamped on the little white mouse, and the little white mouse went... That's that story. Okay, very good. Bill. Now, Graham and Barry, which do you, Barry, you're going to do the sound effects, I believe. Am I? No. Graham, will you start your story involving Father Christmas and a dragon? It was the night before Christmas, and Father Christmas was getting his sleigh ready to take all the presents to the children. He got all the reindeers outside, and he shouted, Hello, reindeers, and they all cried, <laughs> Christmas went on with the story. He got into the sleigh for a test drive. Off he went into the sky. The wind whistled and the thunder roared and the snow all around him. He didn't know snow could do that, but well, he was wrong. Then he saw a chimney up ahead of him. And he thought, I'll just pop down here and see if I still fit. So he landed his reindeer in the sledge. It's a great one. He landed his reindeer in the sleigh, got down the chimney, and suddenly a great 
blast of flames and smoke flew up the chimney and Father Christmas cried <laughs> with remarkable self-control. <laughs> Leaping from the roof and peering through an upstairs window, he saw that there was no fire in the grate, but breathing up the chimney was a young dragon. The young dragon turned and saw Father Christmas at the window, and he exclaimed, well, That's the trouble with dragons, no sense of humor. So Father Christmas climbed in through the window and went up to the dragon take him to task for burning his... his descent. <laughs> what do you think you were doing, said Father Christmas? I'm sorry, said the dragon. And at that moment, the house shook as they heard... Uh. <laughs> One of Santa's fairy helpers... <laughs> Is shaking the house to draw his attention. What's the matter? What's the matter, said Father Christmas. It's simple, said the fairy helper. Listen to this. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after. That puts Barry and Graham very slightly in the lead. And we come to the next round, which is our Calypso round. This is the round when each team has to improvise a Calypso. There will be members of each team taking alternate lines, and assistance is provided, of course, by Dave Lee at the piano. Now, uh, first of all, Tim and Bill, will you give Graham and Barry the topic for their Calypso, please? Yes. You know what? Topic for uh, Graham and Barry's Calypso this week is the commercial radio Calypso. The commercial radio Calypso. We'll look over here. Now, subject to Tim, Brooke Taylor, and Bill Oddie. And their subject is the stock exchange. Don't be silly. The stock exchange Calypso.
over in the stock exchange with great excitement as the news breaks that Barry and Graham have shot into an even longer lead, although as we go on to the next round, which is our sound charades. Uh, one team, as you know, has to guess the title of a book, play, or whatever, from the noises made by uh, members of the opposing team. The audience can help here by applauding when they get applaud when they're getting warmer and hits when they're getting colder. And uh, Tim and Bill, I think we'll start with you on this one. Is yours a book, a play, or a what? Um, the film. 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 I okay. Here one for you at home is Misty Voice with the title of the film. Last Tango in Paris. Last Tango in Paris. Oh, that one. <laughs> right. You need a clue. <laughs> All right. How many words, Bill? Oh, well. Four. 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 You're doing how many memories? We're doing it, uh, we're doing it all together. Doing it all together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which two are home to join in? <laughs> okay. We're going to do this one. We're okay, Tim and Bill, do your charade. Dian Tet. Dan, gentlemen, please. Bonsoir. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. In unison. Yes. The Great Wall. No. <laughs> the last um, tango in Paris. Ah. Oh. The old master. You guessed it when I took my trousers off, didn't you? <laughs> Okay, well, we've got one more from Graham and Barry. Personally, I think this next one's a little bit too similar to the last one, but still, we'll carry on. Uh, is this the same? Is this a, is this a, a, a film, a play, or what? Uh, uh, television connections. Television connections, right? Here is the, for those of you listening at home, is the Misty Voice for the last time to tell you the title. This is Sportsnet with Coleman. Right. Barry and Graham, how many words? Uh, three. And you're doing it in how many all together? All together. Doing it all together. Right. Where you go? Want it? Where do you want it? Put your bags over there. Right. Oh, you're a cracker. Where do you want the nutty flag? You got it yet? Coleman. Coleman. Sports night with Coleman. Morning, love, I've got to tell you. Yeah, it was, it is. The nutty slap through me. Ah. That must be an old joke. Tim and Bill have made an amazing recovery in that round, but are still lagging by 30 marks. <laughs> now we have a round called Make a Noise. In this round, I want each of you to make a noise. Bill Oddie. <laughs> Tim Brooke Taylor. <laughs> Barry Brown. <laughs> Glenn Garden. <laughs> Got it. Good. <laughs> On form tonight, team. <laughs> now we have the uh, ad-lib poem. And this is where the members oh. of each team are going to make up a poem. Each team member must keep going until I press the buzzer, and then a member of the opposing team takes over. I shall bring the poem to an end in the event of chill, total breakdown, or when an artistic conclusion is reached. Right, we'll start one now from you, uh... Oh, no. <coughs> I'll give you a first line. This one, uh, <laughs> this one is, is set in the West Country. Oh. Come Martin Mass to a frosty bee if the east wind do blow. 
it was so good. Could you repeat that, please, Hal? I don't think so. <laughs> Come, Martin Mass, to a frosty bee if the east wind do blow. Come, Martin Mass, will frosty bee. Frosty? Frosty bee, if something. Oh, I've forgotten it all. <laughs> If the east wind do blow, I've got a thing to tell you, lads. And it's something. It's going to snow. <laughs> it's going to snow. But no, because the sky is all gone black. And if you look up there in the heavens, don't do that, please, Jack. <laughs> The nimbus and the cumulus have come together at last. Yes. Oh, you know, the nimbus and cumulus coming together. I've come together at last. And if you look through yonder window, you feel a nice blast. And that's because she's snowing now, and soon she'll snow some more. She'll snow upon the roof and snow upon the floor. No one me, no one all of us here, and with a bit of luck. Can't hear a thing, it just snowed down my ear. Well, we can't improve on that one, and that uh, maintains your lead, Tim and Bill. But it's still time for you to catch up whoever you are. But, uh, we come to the late rivals. This is the point in the program where uh, I uh, uh, sit back and allow the teams to give their announcements for the arrivals of the Clothier's Ball. Who's going to start? Ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome to the Clothier's Ball Mr. and Mrs. Nat E. Pinstripe and their dog, Toothcheck. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> 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 
Oui, bien sûr. Monsieur et Madame est un der complete family. Jack est der body son from Corsica, Cors est. And little Gus est. Mr. and Mrs. Stick the board stockings. <laughs> and their daughter, Ella, stick the board stockings. <laughs> and from Australia, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Boots for the Mender. <laughs> <laughs> and their son, Brian Boots. <laughs> oh. Mr. and Mrs. Shoes. And their Buddhist... <laughs> their Buddhist daughter, Zen, Sibyl Shoes. <laughs> By a strange coincidence, all the way from Africa, bearing the same name as earlier guests, Chief and Mrs. Strap, and their daughter, Deborah Strap. <laughs> also, also from Africa, Mr. and Mrs. Dovent, and the sun sighed the bank. So at this point, ladies and gentlemen, we are we doing now? We do. Do we need any points? Oh, we're not. You're unwelcome. Yes. Yes, you're still lagging. Are we? Yes. Mr. and Mrs. Cockhat and their son Billy Cockhat. One for the. Sorry about that. Probably a friend of Mr. and Mrs. Leinsha and their son Terry. Mr. and Mrs. Mingdress. <laughs> and their daughter Eve. Mr. and Mrs. Peace and their fish cod. <laughs> I'm putting up a bold front tonight. And also, <laughs> and their pig, skin gloves. <laughs> and their car, Diggum. <laughs> We have to leave this exciting contest. Uh, for those of you who are still interested, the score will be uh, announced during the 11 o'clock news. That's all.